0: Welcome to the Jolt Episodes. This is a feature of the In Awe Podcast meant to give you energy and a boost to look around your world and exercise a signature strength. Between interviews with incredible women who leave us awe-inspired, I will share stories that will prompt you to look around and see the beauty in your own world. I hope you find yourself awe-inspired. Greetings to my special In Awe community. I am so excited to have a chat with you this week. It's one-sided, of course, but I've come to learn that this community is so faithful and so wonderful about communicating with me in regard to when the messages hit them, right? And that's what I love about these Jolt episodes is I come in here when I know I have something for you. And I've just been really pondering lately a way to share with you, I think, a very powerful message. As many of you know, um, if you know me, you know my work, and you've been here at the podcast for a while, you understand that I have been on a nice journey of faith, a leap of faith, in fact. And if you're new to the podcast, just catching us through the jolt, the quick version is that I have been spending two years um, searching for what it is that I'm supposed to be doing with my greatest talents, my strengths, my uh, mission and vision in this life. And aside from a titled role, and I just wanted to share with you friends that it's just been an interesting couple of months and today I shared with our balance lab challenge for summer twenty twenty that one of the challenges that I faced this spring was I started to submit to a lie that now with the unprecedented times and uncertainty of COVID-19, with some of the footholds falling away financially that I had, you know, built from nothing <laughs> for our family, just with the idea that we're not gathering, I'm not speaking, I'm not traveling that I started to think that I needed to get back to a space of safety, that maybe that's what God was calling me to do in this season is that it was time to get back into a, you know, a titled role, a school role. And so I spent a lot of weeks, um, trying to fit myself back into that size jeans, I guess. And that fits really well right now with me, by the way, sitting around and eating a lot more than I normally have, but uh, I bet you can relate. Um, but anyway, I got to thinking about one of the major gifts of this time that I've spent in the past two years Not being in the harried space and place of school leadership, is that I have, I've dove so far into who I am now, and who I want to become at my greatest. And a huge part of that, uh, for those of you who've read "Lead with Faith" or you've joined me on the Jolts, uh, where I shared the F in Faith, you understand that it's like learning to become who you are requires you to spend time in self awareness and self analysis and. I think that one of the the pieces that I put into the book has just even exploded, even since, you know, two years ago when I was writing it, let alone a couple of months ago when the book launched, is an assessment that I engaged with that just continues to have so much power in my life is the Enneagram. And I know many of you have seen it. I think many of you have engaged with it. Maybe you're taking some of the free assessments online. And you're, you know, trying to discover what it is that makes this so interesting for everybody else. Or maybe some of you are, you know, experts, or you have been diving into it and you are understanding it. I just wanted to take some space today, just to share with you a couple of revelations and kind of like a case study, uh, because if you're not familiar with the enneagram, um, one of the things that you should know right from the beginning, or if you are somebody who's been kind of looking at fun Instagram posts and things like that, that kind of equate it down to really base level. One of the things that I love about it is that it's incredibly complex and I believe in it wholeheartedly. So just wanted to give you a quick overview and then I want to share with you, you know, kind of like my world and how that's playing out with me right now. So the Enneagram is, it's a, it's an assessment of who you are at your core and there are nine core types. And so those types, um, you know, they're divided Into triads, but I'm going to start out just kind of letting you know a broad overview So the nine personality types are type one the perfectionist that is the label typically given Um, Type two is the helper Type three the performer or I've seen it as the achiever before Type four the romantic Five the investigator Six the loyalist Seven the enthusiast Eight, the challenger, and nine, the peacemaker. And what I love about this, friends, is that um, we all have a core style that can be encapsulated somewhat in that way. But then we also have things that are wings. And so when you look at the Enneagram diagram, you see that on either side of any one of those numbers are wings and so for example if you're a seven you could have a wing of six or a wing of eight if you're a nine you could have a wing of eight or a wing of one so again you can start to see how this becomes complex and when you're looking at something like instagram where they have this beautiful picture of a typical seven what that's not taking into account is how you live in the world as a seven are you a seven at your core with a strong wing of six or a strong wing of eight. They're very different personalities, and I can tell you that because I walk in the world as one of them with a very strong wing, um, and I'm seeing that manifest. I want to give that to to you today. But the other piece of the Enneagram that I love is that we come in triads. So if you identify as an eight, nine, or one, you find yourself in the anger or the gut triad. And if you are a two, three, or four, You are a feeling or the heart triad. And interestingly enough, I'm a seven. And if you are a five, six, or a seven, you find yourself in the fear or the head triad. And I've been spending a lot of time thinking about that as to why in the world, my life message then is to write about overcoming fear. And I just, I love how that's manifesting in my life right now. So this gets maddeningly and beautifully complex. The Enneagram cannot be, um, massaged down or, or filed down to one number. It's just not possible, friends. But one thing that I really love about it is that there's also levels of health. So you can be an unhealthy, an average, or a healthy version of yourself. And so I want to encourage you in this jolt today to consider engaging with the Enneagram. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when I was writing Lead with Faith I would say that I was becoming the healthiest version of myself. I am a seven with a wing of eight. And if you read that section and lead with faith, you'll get a lot more detail about who I was at the time, who I realized I had been, and maybe some of the challenges of coping. Um, and I wanted to tell you that during this pandemic time, I found myself doing a little disintegrating um, and also really leaning into my wing of eight in an, I would say almost an unhealthy way. And I want to share what that means for me. So as a healthy seven, as a healthy seven wing eight, I am in awe of everything. I have the ability to sit in pain and promise and look around the world and see beauty. And I can live in this world without the need for excess or more. I can take my part and I can be content with what I have. And during this pandemic, I found myself not wanting to sit in the pain. I lost a very close friend at the beginning of it in March. Um, I forced myself into that, but I didn't want to, it was a lot harder. And then when everything started to roll with the, um, issues associated with, George Floyd and the tumult that we found ourselves in, in our small circles and larger circles, all of that started to manifest. And my eight came out so hard in that social justice challenger way where I was struggling. I was so struggling to stay in that and um, to, to not like have my voice rise up in a way that was going to be harmful because I was starting to disintegrate in other ways, finding myself coping again with a wine habit that I wrote about lean with faith that I had dropped for the entire year of 2019. And I just wanted to share this with you all because I started to wander again. And one of the things about the sevens is that they struggle, the stereotype, not the type but the stereotype is that they tend to struggle with contentment and sticking to one thing. And no wonder I love hummingbirds. I mean, look how fast those creatures are and, and they move quickly and, and travel and see the world. Right. And so, um, you know, I started to wander away from the path that God had given me and started to look and, and try to like find a, out of fear, maybe find a centering point because I was feeling a little spinny. So I started to kind of wander even in this conversation, but I just wanted to share this with you because the, the fact that I have this self-awareness is what's allowing me to come back to my center again. And it's allowing me to integrate again and to reflect and to work my non-dominant hand and continue the practices, the spiritual practices, I would say of recentering myself so I can be that healthy version which interestingly enough manifests a healthy 7 manifests a little bit more like a actually a healthy 5 because they go to learning and understanding and observing and that my friends is where I'm back again here in this last week of July and I can't claim that I was like that when I was coming at you with these jolts even you know especially in April May Um, And I can't believe how many months have passed where I've where I really have almost disintegrated in front of my eyes. But anyway, I just want to share this with you, friends, because I just think that the Enneagram has so much power to help us empower ourselves to overcome those stereotypes, to lean into our strengths and to really put um, strategies in place that can help us Stay out of the shadow side of who we are at our core and to embrace the good parts about who we can become. And so I am excited because after sharing this jolt with you, I'm going to be sitting down and I am starting to prepare very deep and Um, passion filled plans for what's next for me, because I'm not going to sit here and try to search for a title and wander off the path that God made for me. Instead, I'm going to go back to those goals I set in January and reset again in March. And I'm going to recenter and I'm going to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing with my mission in this life for you as a community and for anyone else that I'm to encounter in this new space, whatever that's going to look like. And so friends, I hope that this just really quick overview and kind of my little case study gave you a little bit of a jolt. I will link some resources. I do not recommend taking free quizzes. I have a couple that I will link um, to the show notes here. There is one, the Enneagram Institute puts out the ready tool, and that's about $12 to take. There's also the uh, W E P S S, which is $10. The the quizzes take a while. They'll give you a start, but I'll tell you, I retook a quiz and I came off as an eight and there's no surprise about that after experiencing everything that we are right now and that I'm feeling and how I'm made to respond to social injustice in this world. So I'm definitely a seven um, but when I took it, I came off as an eight. So the other recommendation I want to have is if you're interested in this, there's so many resources out there, but they're not all created equal. One of the things that I love to do is engage deeply with books on the topic of the Enneagram. So one that I would just recommend to you is Ian Crone and Susan Stabil's The Road Back to You. It's going to give you a really wonderful, um, high level, but practical overview of each type and then where we go in stress and how we can integrate to healthy versions of ourselves. So friends, I will link those resources. And then if this fi- if you find that this interests you, the thing that I have coming, I'm going to be launching in the next couple of weeks is my passion to serve you, to serve anyone that God puts in my place by helping them lead with faith until you know putting the framework of lead with faith into a coaching model and i'm going to be Uh, I'm just whispering that to you right now, but I'll be launching it here in the next couple of weeks, and I'm so excited to bring this service. I hear all the time about people reading Lead with Faith and how transformative it is, but also I hear about how they wish they had an accountability person or somebody to help them through uh, because there's so much good meat in there, and I'm super excited to bring that as meat because it's been life-changing for me, so I'm excited. Stay tuned. I'll be putting information out that soon. If nothing else, feel free to direct message me if you want to learn more about the Enneagram or any other uh, topics that I've covered. And I just want to wish you blessings. Friends, I know I'm not alone. I know we're during a challenging time. And it's okay to admit if you are becoming a little bit um, challenged and I use the terms disintegrating, but I think we can get back to center and we can integrate. So hopefully this Jolt message inspired you not only to maybe explore yourself further, but to get real and to pull yourself back. Much, much love, friends. I'm so excited that you are part of me, a part of this journey, and that I get to be on this path with you. Blessings. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Listener, checking out this Jolt episode. Hey, I want to see what you're seeing in the world. So hop on over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you want and pop out a quick sentence or a picture or something that inspired you this week. Let's let's share with one another. Show the community what you're seeing with your eyes to see the beauty in the world. Hashtag in awe to rise.